Hey, hey, good bitches. And welcome to this week's episode of Good Bitch. I'm Jules. Rangi, how you wear? And I'm Jodie Clark. And we're just two good bitches trying to live good lives. Today's episode is more of a public service announcement. PSA. Okay, Jules and I have stayed quiet on this issue, but it's now reached a breaking point. Stay tuned to find out what Jodie is on about. I got so emotional reading over this week's listener question. One of our loyal GBs uh, wrote in, and I'd probably title this one, Jodes. Mm. I have plenty of friends, but no best friend. Oh, Oh, This one will pull at your heartstrings, GBs. And post-breakup. When can you have sex with that person you got accused of liking throughout your relationship? These answers were so divided, you'll hear them plus ours after main topic. At the end of this ep, we have a tiny mini announcement, but it's pretty important. So it is. It's crucial. Crucial, shall we say. <laughs> so stay with us, Jody, My love, you did something on the weekend and I was like, I want to hear all about this. Can you let our listeners know? Well, well I don't know why everyone found this, like, because I think I posted a little thing on my story and everyone was like, oh, that sounds so fancy. Yeah. But it, it wasn't really. It was in St. Peter's. Shout out to Scout Pilates. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a beautiful studio there in the inner west. And I often go there with one of my besties. And we decided that we would do yin yoga with hot stones. Okay, so yin is the slow yoga. Yes. And where does the stones come into play? So whilst you're actually in the positions, the teacher comes around and actually puts the stones like on your back wow. and whatnot while you're in the positions. And then and then if you're if you're a good girl, very good girl, you might even get a little cheeky massage. Really? Oh. I was like, honey, I'm getting my twenty dollars worth today. <laughs> it was beautiful. That's really cool. It's almost like so they're incorporating massage, yeah, masseuse into yoga. Yeah. Where you're so relaxed. Oh, it was beautiful, mm. seriously. But yeah, None of you bitches can get onto it because I don't want you filling up my class, thanks. Yeah, because we've still got the rules and shit, so they can't oh, be at capacity. And no. Jodes know what well, we need it. And body aches. You've, you've been complaining to me all week <laughs> long about your fucking thumbs. Can you get into it, please? I've got arthritis in my thumbs from muting you bitches. Oh, my gosh. And I'll explain why. I'm talking Instagram, Okay. Because And it's interesting because our beautiful guest, Chantal Otten, mm-hmm. last week mentioned this during our interview, that she's actually finding social media of late to be quite a negative place. Yes. And I'm right there with her, Jules. Yeah. Enough yeah. of the fuck shit. Like, all I care about is my funny memes, my sexy shit, my doggies, and, you know, my witchy-poo spirituality bullshit mm-hmm. that I get on. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to see. I don't want to see women on hate- hating on other women. Yeah. Or fake news. There's a lot of low vibrational shit out there. Yeah. And like I said, I'm just I, I stay muting you hoes because it's my space and I'm trying to keep it positive. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be an escapism at the moment because that no. was maybe that's why we're turning to TikTok because we can watch someone like do a little dance about and learn about spirituality. Whereas like ugh, Instagram, all the people I follow, I'm like, you're rank. You're all doing too Mickey. Hey, yeah. and I just think. Uh, the bigger picture issue with social media is that it it just doesn't feel like a place to cultivate connections anymore. Remember when Facebook first came out and it was all about posting your mate's timelines yeah. and it was such a laugh. I and did it, like that. It there was, was a beauty in that. I don't it know was, why. It was all about the friends. Remember mm. it was all about your friends. Now it's just more of a branding platform, if anything. So I'm interested to see in the future, I think someone's going to come in and actually disrupt that whole space as we know it. Yeah. I reckon you've got something there, yeah. Dale. Yeah. I'm sitting here grinning like the Cheshire cat because GBs, do I have tea? Oh, thank God. So I kind of quickly um, 
swept under the rug last uh, week with Chantel Otter mm. and I, I brought up how I found it really hard to climax. And the GBs are probably listening like, wait, what? So things with Young Buck progressed to mm. the physical realm. Mm. And we went on a little date. I did my classic dating route around Redfern. Route. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Literally. <dating> route. <laughs> so we did that, but it was the first night. It was the first weekend out of lockdown. So silly me, we didn't really book anywhere. So obviously we were like getting barred from everywhere. Everyone was like, you're joking if you think you're coming in. Yes. It's 8 p.m. on a Saturday night. So it's like, oh, do you just want to grab a bowl of wine and go back to my house? I'm very happy doing that. I'm very mm. com- like. I'm a tall girl. I'm very confident in doing that. Yes. I have lots of housemates that are in and out all the time. Yeah, you're so cruisy with stuff like that. Um, so we go over and I'm like, fuck, do I like this guy? You know when you're sitting there on the couch and you're like, do I like this guy? Do I not? Yeah. You know, when you're like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. So we start kissing and one thing leads to the next and he's like, do you want to go down to your bedroom? And I was like, oh, yeah. he said that, did he? Yeah, yeah, oh. he said, do you want to go down? I know. I was like, okay, young buck. <laughs> So we go down, the clothes are coming off and straight away I was like, oh, look, I'm not going to sleep with you. And I, I stand by that decision. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not going to sleep with you. He was like, that's so fine. That's so fine. So, but then my head and my heart started fighting because I haven't had sex during COVID, as you know. I don't, I, I was silly me. I didn't set up a sneaky link. I didn't yeah. do anything. You've been absolutely suffering. Literally. So my, like, my pussy is throbbing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like wet, but my mind is like, no, no. Like brain is like, no, 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 no. So I'm like, fuck. So I was like, nah, nah. He was like, that's cool. Like, let's just wank each other off. I was like, oh, my type of guy. <laughs> So we're lying next to each other in bed, but now I'm like salivating. I'm so horny. So we're like wanking each other off. And then I was like, fuck this. It just got to a point where I was like, I just actually just want to come. Mm. And because I've been watching so much porn during lockdown, I was like, Mm. I know what makes me come. So I was like, stay there. So I went out, got my womanizer, (laughs) used that. He was like, oh, I just want to try with my tongue. I was like, okay, you can try. So we tried for two seconds. I was like, why don't you just come up here? So I'm using my womanizer and he's like kissing my neck and sucking my tits. At the moment, it's just areola. There's nothing there. <laughs> kissing, he's kissing my neck, sucking my tits. And I'm using the womanizer and I'm still like, now I'm frustrated because I'm yes. like, normally it's a two second, you know, the, the setting that we normally oh, use. That, that shit goes off. Normally it's a two second thing. So I was like, fuck this. So I was like, maybe I need insertion. So I was like, stay there. So I leave him in the womanizer and the womanizer is still like, <laughs> and then I go and get our rabbit because oh. Jones and I have all the same sex toys. So I put the rabbit in me. I've got the womanizer and I've got him going. And it's literally my room is like, <laughs> there were three barbershops in Redfern that night, bitch. So everything's going and then I was like fuck maybe uh, I've got like a little cheat code if I want to like squirt like I know exactly like do 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 one two three easy so I was like flipped around to doggy (laughs) oh sorry before this I was whispering in his ear and I was like tell me what you want and straight away without missing a beat this man's was like that ass I was (laughs) like what do you mean it's not my gorgeous face or sexy tits it's just that ass so I turn around and I'm like clapping my cheeks on him I'm twerking on him he's using the rabbit I'm using the womanizer then because we used the crop on Jordan Simi that day he was sitting in the corner of the room so we go get the crop we're getting everything (laughs) he comes I can't come but you know what it was still so fun and the moral of the story is I am so fucking glad. If you're a drinker like me and I like to have a good time, I'm so glad I didn't sleep with him, Jodes. I just yes. had so much fun. Yes. But it's, you, it sounded like you were in full control of the night. Exactly. And I think that's what you loved about the experience. Yeah. It was completely on your terms. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what, GB, it's like if he mm. were to leave, I would have just wanked on my own anyway. So yeah. I was like, it was kind of nice to just have him there. But I was telling my girlfriends the next day, I was like, 
um, you know, but I, I didn't sleep with him. And they're like, well, you're not a fucking saint, Jules. It sounds like you did everything but <laughs> fucking clapping cheeks and using the womanizer. It was a quiet night for Jules. <laughs> they're like, oh, it's a quiet one for you, Jules. On that note, GBs, we got to go to break, but stay with us because main topic, we talk about getting fucked over by fans. Follow your gals at Good Bitch Pod. We'll be right back. <laughs> GBs, you were back with Jules and Jodes. My girl, I'm going to throw you onto the bus because... Oh, God. For a couple of episodes now, you've kind of just skimmed straight <laughs> over this. Jodes has said, you know, oh, I'm heartbroken. And our poor listeners are probably like, wait, what? You went from being like, I'm lonely, to now you're heartbroken. What has gone on? I can't get anything past the listeners, can I? I tried, I tried to just sneak that one in there and then our DMs were lit. Mm-hmm. Unfucking believable I can't have a private life anymore. <laughs> okay, so you know how we like to give our, our boys nicknames? Yeah, well, we got a, yeah. We're going to call this one Pretty Boy. That's such a good name for him. Right. That's perfect for him. Pretty boy look, motherfucker. He is He's a little pretty yeah. boy motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will give credit where it's due here mm-hmm. on this show. Now, so Pretty Boy, this was another one that slid in my DMs. What month are we talking? Okay, I need this to set the scene. I think it was about July. This, okay. This was a wee while mm-hmm. ago. This has been simmering. Mm. It's been on the pot for a few months. Slid in my DMs, uh, claiming to be a huge fan of the podcast. Mm. Said something along the lines of, is it weird that I'm a straight guy and this is my favourite podcast? Do you know how many people say that to us? I know. But they all think that they're like coming to the table with something different. I know. That's one of my realisations of late, Jules. Okay, sorry, go on, go on, your that, story. That I'm like, wow, they, they keep using this line. Anyway... I respond to, I've been a bit shit on the DMs lately, but usually I respond to everyone. You know what I mean? That's how we get down. So I was just friendly back, like, not at all. Like, you know, we love our MGBs. You know, we love our kings we here. We love them. So I just responded back, left it at that. And then he sees me maybe a week or so later on Bumble, mm, right? So he knows you're out. You're out He to, knows I'm in these yeah. streets. Once he's aware of the fact that I'm on the dating apps, he, he slides in the DMs again and essentially shoots his shot. Let's me know he's noticed me on Bumble, he's interested, yada, yada. I actually don't hate that. I don't hate that. Yeah, yeah. We're not anything that's happened up until this point, up until this point, we're mm. not hating okay, it. Okay, cool. We're not hating. We're all good. But we need to get into the repeated patterns that we've been discussing, Jules. Yeah. With these, these fans, if you will, and this fan behaviour because it ended up going south mm-hmm. and I started to see very early on, some red flags. Mm -hmm. And what was hard about the situation is that everything was condensed because we're still in lockdown at this point, right? So if I want to do any sort of a date with this man, I've got to go to his house, Mm. which is not something I would normally do. Because this is like lockdown vibes. Right? Yeah. And then we need to get into the love bombing red flags. Yes. And this was something that, credit to Jules, she picked up on right off the bat. Very early... When this guy was sending flowers and candles and whatnot Mm -hmm. to my house, she picked up on this and I don't know if you were all that comfortable, were you, Jules? No. It was just, it was so much so fast, darling. Yes. It was just like a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Because I hadn't even met him in person at that point, but we were spending hours, you guys, 
on the phones, on messages. Like it was a lot coming on hard and fast. Mm-hmm. It almost like, to me, it felt like the start of what could have been like a catfish situation. Obviously it didn't because Jones was like, mm. oh, it feels like we're in a relationship. Yeah. You know, like just like little things like that. Like just so comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Well, yeah, Jones, because I can relate hard to, um, what did we used to call him? West Coast Papi. West Coast Papi. At the start of this year, how he was sliding to the DMs for like eight months straight and I always had the ick and then you know one night and one night in Perth on our <laughs> one night at Sea Paradiso in Perth changes everything but we spent a week together yes we were seeing each other every night and fucking fucking four times a night but whatever uh, five days is five days it doesn't yes. matter how and remember how he told me he loved me he got mm-hmm. really possessive yes he was like um you have he said he started saying stuff like you have two years to make your dreams happen otherwise I'm gonna make you my wife Oh. And I was like, I, I'd rather go to jail. Like, that's a jail sentence in my eyes. But it's this common pattern of love bombing. When Jones and I were discussing this episode, we were like, this doesn't apply just to hashtag fans. Mm. It's, it applies to a lot of people, especially when it's, they start off online. Yeah, West Coast Puppy was IG. Your guy was IG. They're all fucking tricking us. It's such a big thing now with dating. It's like... <sighs> Most people I know are connecting with people online Mm -hmm. and there's just so many things that you need to be more mindful of Mm. when it comes to that whole space. Yeah. I've even lost touch. Even on um, Wednesday night when I was out with little Scrappy and Bondi, Mm. where these two guys, hot guys, came and sat right at the table next to us and I was like, perfect, two of us, two of you, like we're at least going to start a conversation. And for some reason we just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then they just got up and left and I was like, fuck, I feel like I've just like lost it. Like I've lost that ability to be like my crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I don't know what happened. So, yeah, definitely everyone's moving online. So we kind of just wanted to tell you guys the red flags that we've experienced in the hopes that you guys can – you know, look out for them. There's got to we got to talk about the accountability piece, though. No, we do. On because I, I feel like at times I know with West Coast Papi, mm. I kind of what's that was saying? Fuel the fire, fuel the fire, yeah, fuel the fire. Because I was very flattered by the gifts, and you of know, course. like I was very flattered, and it just felt nice. Like I, I haven't been in a relationship in a couple of years. I don't think anyone's told me they love me in years. So to hear that, I was like, oh, like pick. I, I was a very pick me girl. Yes, it's a very pick me girl. One hundred percent. You mm-hmm. know, and I'll put my hand up and say that I fell into the same trap, Jules, because it has been so long. Yeah, I haven't had a boyfriend in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It is great to feel wanted. And when they come on that hard and fast and they're really trying to woo you, mm-hmm. it's hard not to get pulled into that vortex of the love bombing. Yeah. Especially if you've had negative experiences in the, in the past. You know, uh, the way that he made me feel was so different. So different. But again, it's that false sense of intimacy. And we'll get into that a little in a minute. But I think, as you said, the accountability piece is so important. And one thing that I've learned with my life, and this stems even far beyond dating, is that the sooner I take full accountability over everything that happens to me in my life, the sooner I can keep that control and keep that power, keep my own power. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to play the blame game mm-hmm. and be like, oh, he did this, he did that, he's a dick, I'm the innocent in the situation. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I didn't make any wrong moves. Even I was speaking with mm-hmm. one of my besties, you know, and she was like, Jody, you played every card right in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like I was so careful because I've been burned in mm-hmm. the past, right? 
Uh, and then he did a 180 on me. And then, you know, the true nature of the person comes out. Yes. But again, accountability. Yeah. That's on me. Yeah. We learned a lot from the situation. Are you happy to just quickly touch on Young Buck before we get into what we actually learned? Oh, yes. So I was telling Jodes because we we're talking about fan behaviour. Fuck, we sound wanky. Just stay with us for two seconds, GV. <laughs> we sound so wanky. But um, uh, something I noticed with Young Buck, so not West Coast Puppy, the guy from the start of the podcast, yeah, is that he started asking for like a lot of podcast advice, which I love. We've made a lot of mistakes and we've spent a lot of money, Jody and I. So if I can help the next person, 100% I will. Hundy, So, But then, you know, slowly but surely he starts leaving off the XOs at, at text and now I'm like, fuck, did he just want to be a part of like the podcast world? And last Friday... Like, I think I called him because I was a bit fucking drunk after our recording. Last Friday I called him and I was like, hey, like, are you in town? He was like, oh, like, he said, to, like, at the time he said I'm not. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go hang out with Jodes. Like, that's fine. And yeah. then he texts me, like, half an hour later. He was like, oh, well, if you're with Jodes at Harpoon Harry's, I'll just swing by and hang out until, like, six or eight or something. And I was like, no, 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 no. You, we're not friends yet. We're dating. Mm. Like, you don't you don't get to unlock friend level or you don't even get to be in my circle and have, like, you don't get to be in my lifestyle yeah. Until we've dated or yeah. until you've courted me. It's a me. privilege to have that sort of access. Exactly, exactly. But now I can stop talking so wanky, but we're going to talk about what have we learnt from these situations, Jodes? Well, as I said, I'm taking full accountability for my piece in that. And I actually learn a lot about how I respond to certain situations. And I and I even said to the guy that I could have handled the situation better because mm-hmm. I, hand, I didn't handle it. It really rattled me for a minute there, Mm. as you know. But what I've learned is my boundaries need a lot of work, Jules. In in what way? Can you describe to the listeners? An example on how to set strong boundaries. Ways in which I was not doing that, Jules. I was speaking to this man for hours at night. Mm. Which probably, like, you thought was like a love thing, hey? You're like, oh, we must be in love. But in actual fact, and this is where I think a lot of our listeners will get it fucked up, right, is we're speaking to these guys or whomever and we're spending literally hours out of our week constant banter, Mm. hours on the phone, hours in the DMs, hours on messaging. It shouldn't be like that. I've got a girlfriend of mine that I've got a lot of respect for. She's got her shit together. When she's dating, she has a rule, a couple rules I thought I'd share. She will not text the guy after 10 p.m. Hot. That's her time. She's mm. enjoying her evening. She's going to sleep. That's her boundary. No texts or calls after 10 p.m. She does a weekly date with limited banter through the week. Oh, sexy. Then you want each other more. Exactly. It's the weekly date and you leave the banter for in person. The only communication she'll have is when they're actually scheduling the date. Mm. All other communication and banter is left with the in-person date, which I think is amazing, and it's how it used to be. Mm. But now it's like because communication is so instantaneous now with social media and whatnot, we feel the need to be in each other's grill 24-7 when that's not how it should be because you're, you're not enforcing strong boundaries and you're creating a false sense of intimacy. You think you know this person, but in actual fact, they're a stranger. Why was I spending hours of my evening talking to who was essentially a stranger? I do not know this man's. Mm, that's what the dating, um, that dating coach I went to, she said that for a first date. She said a first date, rule of thumb, no longer 
than two hours. You want to leave them thinking like, oh, I want to know this person. What's with this person? Exactly. And I was like, oh, shit, so no more three-day benders with them. <laughs> because what happens is you end up, you know, when you're speaking to someone and giving them so much of your time, you end up talking about your innermost secrets, mm-hmm. your childhood traumas, your wants and dreams. And, yeah. and so, again, like I said, you're creating this sense of intimacy that is fake. It's not yeah. actually there. Yeah. There's not real genuine time being spent with these people. And just on that, with I will say with Young Buck, mm. I was calling him one night and he declined it like quite quickly and he texted me and immediately and he was like, hey, I'm just in the middle of a conversation with my brother. I'll call you back after. And I was like, oh, king energy. That actually turned me on. I was like, the boundaries are set. Now it wants me it makes me want you more. 100% because he had respect for mm-hmm. his own time and mm-hmm. his res- respect for his own personal space and boundaries. And that's a really attractive quality. Yeah. And as women, if we're in- too invested too early on, it hurts twice as much when all of a sudden they flip the script and you see this other side of the person because it's like, well, hang on, where's that nice guy or where's that amazing guy I saw off, you know, mm-hmm. at the start? Yeah. And it even makes you kind of, I know for me, like it, it makes you feel crazy when you're trying to describe it to someone because they're like oh how long did you guys know each other two months you know when you're trying to explain the situation I'm like no you don't understand but actually they're the logical person and I became the crazy person exactly because yeah Mm. it does it sounds illogical but Mm -hmm. when you're investing hours and hours talking to someone it condenses time exactly it makes you feel like you've been getting to know this person over a course of a year when in actual fact it could be just four weeks of pure intensity and love bombing and poor boundaries and mm. it was a wake-up call for me Jules I'm grateful personally yeah I'm always a, always a blessing and a lesson never a lesson never what's that saying always a blessing never, never a failure a... always yeah, a lesson something like that. I think <laughs> <laughs> we completely butchered that no <laughs> it's never a failure always a lesson yes, I'm pretty perfect. sure I'm pretty sure Rihanna's got that tattooed on her body Oh, and that's that's our Jesus. You know, we're the disciples to Jesus Rihanna, I so mean, that makes perfect sense. I mean, that's sense. Bible, that is. So, yeah, in a nutshell, enforce your boundaries. Be aware of creating a false sense of intimacy. And the sooner we can take full accountability over our lives, you hold all power within yourself. Amen, amen. But MGBs never stop sliding in. <laughs> We're going to go to break. Stay with us. We've got listener question and our confession. When to sleep with someone that you've been accused of liking your whole relationship. Follow your gals at Good Bitch Pod. All right, good bitches, you are back with Jules and Jodes on Good Bitch. And we're going to head straight into our listener question. GB says, hey, Jules and Jodes, I don't have a best friend. I've had them in the past and my most recent best friend five or so years ago ended up in conflict with my cousin and we became estranged. I lost my mum 10 years ago. My closest sister lives in New Zealand and it's lonely without her best friend. I'm 35 and due with my second child in January and I'm tired of throwing my own baby showers and not having that sis to message on the regular when stupid shit happens or I need a hype woman. Is it normal to be at this stage of my life and not have a best friend? I have lots of great friends but no best friend and it makes me feel like there's something wrong with me. Would love some insights. 
Oh, sweetheart. Absolutely sweetheart. I hate that she's feeling like this. It makes me feel sad. It makes me feel so sad, but I just want to say how normal your situation is, especially in your mid-30s. 100%. I think lots of people, you know, during Saturn's return, 28 to 32, that's when you make or break and, you Mm -hmm. know, people go in different directions Mm -hmm. and suddenly, yeah, you do find that you're, you know, living away from your friends and your family and your life has taken a different direction. My advice to you would be you have to start realising how lucky you are to have great friends. Mm -hmm. I think living in a city like Sydney, I've realised how many people are so lonely and actually don't do anything, like they don't have friends to do anything with. Mm -hmm. So I think you're really discounting those friends that you say are great. I think vulnerability will pay off and, you know, if you spent, not not spent more time with them, but I think if you opened up to them and was like, I really would like a baby shower. Do you think you'd be up to it? I'm happy to help, you know? So then at least you just feel supported in that way. What's your advice? 100%. And I think a lot of the time we hear this language around having a best friend, which again, like a lot of things, is just media bullshit. Yeah. Like, would you, you know, all my friends, would we say that I have one absolute best friend? No, I wouldn't say you had like a front runner. Right? Sorry, bitches, if you're listening, Mm -hmm. but I love you all equally. I've probably got about maybe five very Mm -hmm. close. Very close friends. And they're all, I I count them all my best friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, like you said, reshape sort of how you're looking and deeming those friendships. We don't need just one true best friend. I've got really unique, Mm -hmm. beautiful individual connections with all of my friends and I don't place one above the other. And I think look at it as we would – this is kind of the same advice that we give to when you're entering a romantic Mm. partnership. Mm. Do not put all your eggs in one basket. Do not become dependent on one best friend. I think it's good that you actually have all these great friends to share the load. And I think, um, you know, uh, we've we've checked out your Instagram. We can see, you know, you're a mama of two people Mm. now. You're a boss bitch. Sometimes us boss bitches, we need to let go and ask for help. We really do. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone came to the table and was like, oh, yeah, I'll bring a plate. You bring a plate. We'll join together. Absolutely. It's about reaching out, Mm -hmm. reaching out and just expressing what you need and who knows yeah. what could what could come from those conversations. But we love you. Yeah. And don't let TikTok and social media fool you with all this like best, best friend. Like what's that TikTok like? I knew I made a good choice with my best friend and they have a movie montage and shit. Like those are fake ass friendships. If you have time to put a movie together about your best friend of two years, pff, that's that, that shit ain't lasting. I'm my own best friend, Jules. Oh, well, look at this wholesome over here. <laughs> All right, GBs, we put out the hit on our Instagram and uh, I, I don't think we've had more of a divide. It's such Jody. a fun place, isn't it, at Good Bitch Pod? So we have said... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading these. So we put up a little TikTok that said, so post breakup, when is the best time to fuck the person you got accused of fucking? Oh, these just, these sent me. These <laughs> sent me, these replies. Jodes, whilst I get them up, what would be your answer? Let's say, you, let's say um, with your main ex, like the one um, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> let's say with him. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, but... My petty ass, it depends on how the relationship ended, Mm -hmm. but in my circumstance, he cheated on me. So, look, my petty ass was on that horse that night. Babe, same. I've told that story before on the podcast, but fuck me. I didn't owe him shit. I I was clapping cheeks that night.
I'm with you. And you know what? For us women, we often clock out months before we end the relationship. I mean, I, I, I fucked the person I wanted to fuck the night before I broke up with my boyfriend. <laughs> and it's funny how there's always one. There's always one. Yes, there there's is. There's always one. And it was the guy that I remember um, just quickly. He went through my phone, red flag, when I was in the shower and it was – and he was always had an insecurity about this guy. And sure enough, that was the guy I went and hooked up with as soon as we were done. Was it so spicy? It was so spicy. I'm sorry, I have no regrets. Literally same. No, the guy I slept with was from work and that was the guy I ended up cheating on my boyfriend with the night and then the next day I broke up with him because I was like, whatever. And I that is the hottest, to this day, the hottest guy I've ever fucked in my life. Perfect penis, great tongue. Mm. So... I just want to say I love you and I always have. And Blake, just beep out his name, but you can keep the rest in. Yeah, producer, just beep out his name. Okay, we've got to start wrapping up. I'm going to give you a few responses. GB says, that night, immediately, if not sooner, whenever you both consent to it. Oh, love that. Uh, Depends how long the relationship was and the quality. That was one of our more wholesome ones. Uh, no time at all, get it. And then everyone said, like, the minute you hit, hit send. So, so basically, general consensus. General, is, yes. Is, is, is you need to throw it back and bust it open immediately. 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 We've actually got to start um, desperately heading to the pub, but I just have <laughs> something I need to say. Yes, you do, don't you, Joel? I have, on a more somber note, yeah, even though I'm grinning, I actually have a few loose ends I need to tie up mm-hmm. and here at GB we're all about prioritizing things in life that happen we are uh there are a few loose ends I need to tie up in Perth and I will be stepping away from my life for a few weeks an indeterminate amount of time yeah we're not so, too sure yet are we no we're not too sure yet but you know I don't have a lot of family and the ones I do, I love very much. So I'm just going to go sort my, sort my shit out. Mm-hmm. Polynesians will understand. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back. We love each other very much. Absolutely. And we're not going this, anywhere. We're, we're only just starting, bitch. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll be back. We're taking you a few weeks break, but we will be back ASAP. We'll be back and better than ever. We love you so much. <laughs> <Mwah>. Goodbye. <laughs>